And we've got Radio Salon. And this is where we have our panel discussion with our lovely panelists. Let me introduce them once again. This First, we have uh, Mr. Jung Hwang, independent legal researcher with l a q u a n t LLC. Sir, good to good see morning. you again. And also joining us is as well the uh, former foreign correspondent and research fellow at Korea Peninsula Future Forum, Koo Hee-jin. Hello good to you. Good morning. Good morning to you. So today we're going to be talking about uh, unemployment insurance For all, um, not quite as sexy a topic as uh, we we are used to here on Radio Salon, being that uh, this is only my second time doing it. But apparently, this has been a long running, uh, popular segment on this show. But uh, let's just lay it out uh, for everybody. The ruling Democratic Party and the Blue House are um, floating the idea of expanding employment insurance to encompass all South Korean citizens. who would be eligible. This would be universal, just like the uh, National Health Insurance Scheme that has, uh, rightly so, been widely lauded by uh, many people all around the world, particularly uh, people in in the United States. Uh, So what what this would do was essentially expand the social safety net, and this would not just cover the permanent employees of people who work for big corporations or or any other employees who are fortunate to have uh, these kind of benefits. It would include freelancers, temporary workers, and uh, people who would be considered self-employed as well. So uh, laying this all out, um, Mr. Huang, maybe you can start us off just uh, for our listeners' benefit. What exactly is the government uh, proposing here right now? Well, the details are a little bit unclear. I mean, Uh for example, the the idea that has been floated out, as you explained, is the unemployment insurance for all South Korean citizens. Now, currently, I mean, South Korea does have unemployment insurance, but it only covers about about half of the entire workforce. Uh, So just to give you rough numbers, there are about 28 million people who are in the the, the labor force in South Korea. Roughly about half of them work for fairly large companies, which means that they're all mandatorily signed up for unemployment insurance. Now, Does the government actually want to include entire workforce, which will be 28 million, but that certainly is not all South Koreans? Or do they actually want to include all South Korean adults, kind of working age adults? That detail, I mean, it sounds like they actually want to push for everyone, which would actually go beyond the realm of unemployment insurance into kind of universal basic income idea, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of the details are a little bit sketchy at this point. Yeah, and we should talk about that because uh, that has been now an ongoing drive. Uh, Famously, I guess if you're America-centric, popularized by Andrew Yang, the former uh, presidential uh, candidate and his really kind of uh, single-party, single-platform pledge of uh, income Uh, in implementing UBI. So uh, in terms of the uh, Moon administration's um, goals here, in your view, do you think this is populist-driven? Well, it it tends to be a little bit. Um, Many of the platforms that have been put forward by uh, the Moon Jae-in administration recently, uh, including the uh, disaster relief for uh, all households uh, uh, regarding uh, COVID-19, is... basically uh, populist-driven. And uh, they cannot uh, get away from that criticism anytime soon. Um, It was the the initial trigger was actually uh, 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 launched by the Blue House uh, senior presidential secretary, Kang Gi-jung. 
and then which was a it became a commentary relay. Um, uh, next, Lee Inyoung, the ruling party whip, uh, and then the first vice. Uh, finance minister Kim Myung-bum, as well as the uh, employment labor minister Lee Jae-gak, they consequentially talked about this idea, floating this idea of universal coverage on jobless uh, insurance. Uh, And of course, it is not a a new idea, but uh, it is a relatively uh, uh, liberal, a very, very advanced thinking, uh, taking it further from any bill that has been stagnant. On the National Assembly. And that's interesting because there's a saying uh, that uh, there are no libertarians in a, in a crisis, right? Essentially, when everything is completely falling apart, the, the natural tendency is for people to turn to government to, to, to be able to provide uh, some sort of stability. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting about um, the populist aspect of this because the, uh, what would be, by most accounts, a very conservative uh, Donald Trump administration has just, I think it's kind of been under the radar, but with that massive multi-trillion dollar package actually implemented what is considered the most progressive unemployment insurance scheme in, in the U.S. In, in its history in terms of giving benefits to freelancers, uh, giving uh, unemployment uh, payments that exceed even the regular salaries of a lot of these uh, workers uh, who are out of jobs in, in the U.S. The question, though, then becomes, uh, you mentioned sketchy on the details. How is this going to be paid for? That's, that's always a kind of argument, right? How are you going to pay for this, right? Uh, we need zero deficit spending here. Freelancers, self-employed workers, by general definition, if, if we understand the policies, if you're, employment of, if you're a permanent employee at a big corporation, you pay into the scheme. Employer also pays into the scheme, so it's shared. If you're a freelancer, there's nobody else who's going to also uh, contribute uh, on your behalf. So uh, they're either going to be given the full burden of those uh, insurance premiums or the government has to step in. What what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a really kind of a tough job to figure out, not just to figure out how to, you know, raise the enough tax revenue. I mean, if, if this is going to be a permanent feature, not just for the duration of the uh, COVID-19 response, then, you know, obviously you, you will need to uh, set up a tax feature. And basically, you know, if you're thinking about getting all those freelancers and the people who are not actually paying into the unemployment insurance scheme right now, which will be around 13 million people, I mean, it really expands Really, you have to think about you know vastly expanding the national tax office's ability and people's uh, duty to file you know paperwork and so forth. I mean, it 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 will be a major administrative uh, work as well as you know kind of figuring out how the ta- tax sharing is going to be worked out. But at the same time, I mean, there is a pre-existing infrastructure in the sense that even freelancers, many of them have to do you know the, the value-added tax. Right, and so, they have to pay. Uh, they have to file around this time of the year. Right now. Uh, their own uh, income-based report to, to be taxed later on that infrastructure is there, and also everyone in, in South Korea does pay into national uh, health insurance. So you know the, the the idea of national insurance for everyone is not really a foreign idea, but so it, it is workable. But it does you know kind of uh, contemplate kind of really widening of the pre- mm-hmm. pre-existing programs, basically. And, and your concerns would be then that uh, the revenue has to be filled somehow uh, that might result in in higher taxes. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, the jobless. Uh, 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 unemployment fund right now is in deficit as it is. Um, The the fund racked up a deficit of 2.2 trillion won just last year. 
Um, and that is because um, it doled out unemployment benefits, record unemployment benefits uh, of 8.1 trillion won. Uh, just last year. And that was two years in a row. Uh, and if you further burden that uh, fund uh, by, uh, by uh, uh, taxation or by uh, issuing more bonds, um, what have you, it is going to further uh, burden the economy as it is. How, how do we though, then get help to these people who who are lost without a job. If if they are a freelancer and uh, they've been working hard, uh, they've been barely making ends meet, and all of a sudden, because of the pandemic, uh, they've been left without any source of income to to pay for basic necessities. That's the thing. I mean, right now, this uh, uh, universal unemployment benefit is going to face considerable backlash, especially from the private sector and the corporate sector. Um, And I I think uh, there's a criticism that that uh, the Blue House may be floating this idea um, to uh, maybe uh, uh, give an impetus to to yet another bill that has been stuck on the National Assembly, which is uh, the uh, the bill to aid low-income job seekers under the National Employment Aid Policy, Mm the Kungmin Chiop Jiwonjeto, in which um, the government would pay 500,000 won or 444 uh, US dollars a month to jobless members of households earning less than 50% of the median income for up to six months. Right. But again, though, how, how can we help these people if not through this insurance scheme? If, if you are a freelancer, you're out of work, those companies that uh, used to give you these gigs, um, they're, they're, they're either struggling themselves or they're just not going to hire you anymore and, and you, you lose their income. I mean, if, if they don't have any outlet like a a national insurance scheme, uh, what other recourse do they have? Right now, um, they have to, uh, unfortunately, even if they need the help right now, it is impossible to get. Uh, even the uh, universal insurance sy- uh, system is a, lo- a medium to long-term solution. It doesn't have a me- an immediate solution. So mm-hmm. what you have at the moment is for these people to uh, a- actually Uh, ask for aid uh, from uh, private associations as well as uh, uh, ministries and uh, organizations. Uh, Unfortunately, there is no immediate solution for these uh, people without the safety net. So they will not get any help? Unfortunately, not immediately. It it seems, (laughs) I mean, what what do we tell these people who uh, really through no fault of their own, perhaps because of of this pandemic? And uh, I I know that the argument could be, well, you should have saved for a rainy day or you should have some other kind of means of uh, kind of pull yourself up by the the bootstraps. It's it's, it's a common argument. But the idea of revenue, where where do you stand on this? Because, yes, as you say, this is going to be a massive increase in in expenditures. That revenue shortfall has to be made up. Somehow we're going to be in deficit. There's been a question of how much this country can actually run deficits. You you go OECD uh, debt to GDP ratio. Korea is relatively in better shape than countries like Japan and maybe even uh, the United States. Should the government have a moral imperative, you think, to to kind of 
spend beyond its means in in a crisis like this? Well, I I personally think so, but politically, I mean, it hasn't been really feasible with you know fairly strong voices from the opposition parties as well as various conservative uh, voices in the media, kind of criticizing you know a, a populist idea. I mean, if you really want to help people out immediately without you know universal you know, unemployment insurance program in place, you know in the sh- short term, what you could do is just pay, give out universal payouts. You know something that uh, some of the other countries have done, since we don't know uh, who's re- I mean, the government doesn't have a really clear idea of who's hurting and who's not hurting. Just give everyone a lot of a lot of money and kind of in, in, on the back end, kind of take it back by increased tax. But now, South Korean government, because you know that idea. Idea is not very political feasible. Is now asking people to contribute to you know various charities or uh, voluntarily give it back back to government. So I mean, in terms of political feasibility versus what, what is possible within you know, like economic imagination, I think there is a bit of a gap. Yeah, and I guess there will be people who, uh, if you are thinking of it more from the political strategic lens, uh, might see it as uh, yes, we do have to have that sort of uh, kind of. Nunchi, I guess, in Korean, this sort of like look awareness of what the conservative media and what uh, uh, certain people, uh, pundits, uh, politicians might say. Uh, but the other argument will be, and it seems like what uh, the point that uh, Ms. Gu is making is that, well, uh, the government is relatively very popular right now, uh, pretty unprecedented for a latter stage of a presidency. Uh, the uh, ruling party has just won an, an historically huge landslide with 180 bills. And so there might be some resistance, uh, but uh, if they had the will, they could pretty much pass this overnight in the 21st National Assembly, right? Uh, it, it's just a matter of how much heat you're willing to take. It seemed like they were willing to take some heat for that uh, million one payout to, to families of four uh, universally across the board, as you say, in the back end or, or kind of appeal to the better angels uh, of people. If you, let's say, uh, Mr. Huang, you, you make so much money as a as a law researcher, you probably don't need it. Maybe you can uh, give it out to charity if we if if we give this out for you. Uh, it just it, I think the question is how much political capital they're willing to spend for this particular issue and issues going forward. And I think that's what, what they're trying to find out. I mean, this idea is being kind of floated as a trial balloon. And, you know, they're, they're definitely looking for what the South Koreans are very, very sensitive about. You know, anytime you say, you know, raise taxes, you know, obviously that's going to, you know, rile up the media as well as in you know, the South Korean uh, opinions, which is why for that universal payout, you know, the idea was that instead of a backhand increase in tax, they're talking about contributing it back to the government. At the same time, I think in ter- you know I, mean, I think there are two things going on here. In the long term, I think the Moon administration definitely wants to push South Korea into more Nordic kind of you know the welfare state. Like you know, so you think about Sweden and Denmark as right. a long term project. In the near term, you know you do whatever the long-term project is, you know, this pandemic isn't going anywhere for a year and some people are really hurting and we do need to, you know, spend a considerable fiscal uh, space in order to help those people out. And at this point, because we don't have, you know, universal uh, unemployment insurance plan, the government doesn't exactly know who to help, who to target precisely. So, you know, you do whatever you can, basically. And that was the question, once again, going back to that, uh, the initial payout for, for relief was the idea that if you go it by the initial plan, which Hong Nam-gi, the finance minister, wanted, which was the bottom 70% of income 
earners that uh, if you try to calculate that through the national health insurance premiums, that does, there, are, there are a lot of loopholes here because uh, someone like me, let's say as a freelancer, uh, I might disproportionately pay a lot more in health insurance uh, because of my status than somebody else who happens to have some kind of nice little corporate structure set up where they're considered to be an employee, but they're, they're making a much more significant income as a corporate entity. Exactly. I mean, um, right now, uh, the jobless insurance is uh, for the permanent workers, 50% is uh, paid by the employers and 50% is paid by the workers themselves. Now, if you uh, take that and uh, uh, apply that to freelancers, gig workers, platform workers, um, it would be that they are going to shoulder much of the premiums that are required for the insurance themselves. So right now, of course, they are they can actually uh, apply for the insurance. They can pay for the unemployment insurance themselves, even if they are uh, privately or uh, self-employed. But it has uh, the policy has uh, been instilled since 2012, but only 1% have applied and are uh, enrolled in this uh, program. Why? It's because the premiums are, are, are too expensive. Yeah, so the uh, question of premiums uh, certainly will have to be uh, addressed. Uh, I, I often, when we think of premiums, the first thing that comes to mind is, is health insurance and, and, and the, the debacle in the U.S. with uh, co-pays and, and uh, deductibles and how a lot of just average people, maybe even middle class people, are just struggling. And if there is some kind of catastrophic health calamity that befalls them, uh, they are essentially doomed to bankruptcy because of the fact that these health insurance schemes just are not adequate to cover, especially the private insurance sector, uh, with with the way the uh, American healthcare system is set up. So with uh, unemployment insurance, maybe there's a way to to get this into a more um, national health insurance type of scheme where uh, there will be some kind of accurate measuring method of how to assess the premiums on a needs-based level with with income and and, and all these other factors. But as you say, it's going to be a lot of red tape to get this outgoing. Uh, In in terms of then this idea of the question of universal versus um, means-tested, where where do you stand? Because it's it's been an issue here in Korea for, for decades now, but the big political event that I really recall with that is the former mayor, Oh Sehun, former boss of this station. He had a huge, huge uh, vendetta against the proposal of universal school lunches. And, and the idea at that time was, look, let's just give it to everybody. Even if you're a rich guy and you don't need the free lunch, it's just give it to everybody. There's some social stigma aspects involved with this. It's just easier to just put this out there and it will feed those uh, needy children who don't get that uh, nutrition that they otherwise might at home, uh, it's always going to be a question ongoing, but you feel that now with this mandate for the uh, Moon administration, the idea of universality on a a host of different uh, policies may be pushed forward? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's kind of the direction that Moon administration seems to want to push for the, you know, know, Moon administration itself has two years and they obviously want to leave some kind of lasting legacy. And I think that's one of, this, this is one of the trial balloons about, you know, what the direction that they want to take. What do you feel in terms of the push for universality and, and what the government's going to do? And what do you think the uh, opposition will be trying to do in terms of trying to counterbalance that? Well, um, one thing is that, yes, uh, it's not just an idea that is being floated 
uh, in Korea, but especially in the US and other nations that have been st- uh, uh, hit hard by COVID-19 and uh, uh, which has resulted in soaring uh, job, jobless rates. Um, but as you pointed out, uh, this is uh, a this is going to face a lot of criticism, especially from the corporate sector. And I think the opposition party is going to, uh, 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 I think, uh, represent the voice of uh, corporations who, especially the small and mid- medium-sized right. com- uh, uh, companies, they cannot afford to pay the premiums alongside uh, the uh, uh, for its uh, temporary workers. The, the, the problem, though, is that the, the argument might have merit, but In terms of public perception, uh, just from what I recall, the the question of the uh, universal payouts versus the 70%, it seemed like there was a majority support to actually have it uh, be universal and then handled later on either by donation or or through the back end uh, through taxation. If it's going to be a question of opposition siding with big business versus the government siding for the little people, it does feel like at least... In terms of the optics, it's going to be a losing battle for the opposition, don't you think? If they're saying, we need to worry about the the corporations who are going to be burdened with this uh, insurance payout. I'm not just talking about the big corporations. I'm talking about the small and uh, medium-sized companies and entities that have been hit hard, especially hard, by the COVID-19. I mean, uh, it's not just the corporate giants that are going to be represented by the opposition party. Well, obviously, when you know economy is down, which is probably what we are going to face for next year or two, obviously the the worst thing that the Moon administration can do is to raise taxes. Is you know, right. for the time being, you deficit spend. I mean, this is a rainy day. I mean, you know, whatever new programs you come in, you don't ta- tax finance. You def- you de- the deficit finance it. I mean, you know, t- time to think about you know fiscal responsiveness is not now. Not not when you have a once in a century pandemic. And uh, another point. To be made is that you know South Korea. If you kind of think about other OECD countries as its peers, it ranks almost near the bottom in terms of you know share of GDP spent on the public social spending. And so, idea is that you know what kind of country do you want to go? go in, in a sense that you know government provides just a minimal amount of insurance, or do you want kind of ample? Uh, the, uh, kind of a cushion that you know, right. many of these welfare states in the Nordic countries provide. I mean, that's the kind of the direction Moon administration is sort of pushing for. And obviously, there will be resistance against that kind of vision. Right. So the extremist hot takes on both sides would be, do you want to be A, a an Ayn Randian dystopian, right. every man for himself, uh, yep. horrific future? Or do you want to be on the other side of the extreme, this Stalinist communist dictatorship where everybody <laughs> right. is controlling if you, if, you, if you believe Denmark is the Stalinist the uh, There are some conservatives yeah. that actually uh, will, will say that from time to time. Uh, I'm sure they will. The, yeah. the, then in terms of fiscal soundness, do you also agree that there needs to be some, some allowance given that um, if there is a time to uh, deficit spend, it would be in a crisis like this? Yes, and no, at the same time, because we, um, if we look at the uh, jobless rates, um, uh, uh, it is the highest since 2000, May 2009, which was the last uh, financial crisis. And um, 
and I think uh, the uh, alarm bells are going off uh, from the finance ministry as well as the uh, financial supervisory commission saying, uh, "Hang on a minute, let's uh, let's uh, take a step back yeah. and uh, and uh, look at the soundness, the economic soundness of the uh, economy, and 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 uh, and try to keep deficit to a minimum." Mm, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, there will be a limit as to how much uh, um, deficit. Uh, the or bonds that uh, uh, the government uh, can issue, um, they will. There will be stop gaps and there will be uh, uh, breaks put on, not just by the opposition party, but also by the supervisory commissions as well. Yeah, and it's an interesting point uh, because uh, some critics uh, of uh, the finance ministry actually feel that uh, the uh, finance minister Hong Nam Gi is maybe doing uh, a more effective job for the opposition than <laughs> the opposition uh, themselves. Just a final point, then, uh, Mr. Hong. I just want to get your thoughts because we were just alluding back to both of our backgrounds uh, back in the states and always being keen observers of the U.S. political scene. Seems like the Overton window has shifted, and and the idea of UBI not not some just weird kind of crazy fantasy. Uh, people are now because of this pandemic are actually. Uh, debating the merits of this idea that even you said crisis now, but maybe next crisis or even just beyond, a lot of people may permanently be without a job. Uh, It is something that we can consider. I think that is being considered in South Korea, and you know that's also that's. Uh, on the other hand, in the U.S., there are you know some uh, some states that are actually trying to take away uh, unemployment insurance for people who are afraid to work in this pandemic. So you know I don't know how the wind will change in the United States, but at least in in Korea, with the Moon administration with a solid major, uh, super majority national assembly, I think that is the direction it is planning to go. Yep. Uh, I think George W. Bush, uh, former president of the U.S., once said at the time uh, he had some cap- uh, political capital and he's going to spend it. He was trying to reform Social Security at the time. Uh, it was a, a very, very big uh, political uh, error uh, for his part as history uh, recounted. We're going to leave it there. Uh, Ms. Ku, Mr. Huang, thank you very much for a spirited discussion. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank, thank you very you. much.